Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for March the 16th. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country and to do so in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. What are the great peaceful solutions we still have at our fingertips? And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. A quick recap of yesterday's show. Newly released FBI documents link a Saudi spy in California directly to the 9-11 attacks, ladies and gentlemen. Why are we literally talking about this 21 years later is beyond me, but they say it's a 50-50 chance that he even knew of the terror plot in advance, USA Today, with the article and the details. The alleged aviation official, ladies and gentlemen, was really a Saudi spy that reported directly to a Saudi prince that was an influential ambassador in Washington, D.C., and a close friend of George W. Bush and other top U.S. government officials. Think about that. Intelligence officials concluded finally in 2017 that California-based Saudi spy Omar al-Bayomi not only helped several 9-11 hijackers to find apartments in San Diego, But believe it or not, that there was a 50-50 chance that he had advanced knowledge of their evil plans. Yeah, for years, top FBI and Justice Department officials kept this information secret. Yeah, they even withheld that information from from congressional investigators and from the 9-11 Commission and from the 10,000 American citizens who had signed on to a massive federal class action lawsuit that seeked to link Saudi officials to 9-11. Your government withheld this information, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, it's absolutely criminal. And we need to create accountability. I don't know who's speaking out boldly, nobly, independently about this, but I'm telling you, we need everyone aboard to tell the tale. I'm grateful for USA producing this report. Uh, USA Today, I should say. Everybody else simply seems, for the most part, silent or to kind of gloss over the details. We cannot have too short of memories as Americans, ladies and gentlemen. Look, George Bush promised he would get to the bottom of it and hold those responsible accountable. He promised that if you're not with us, you're against us. But now it turns out a Saudi spy had ties to a Saudi prince who had ties directly to George Bush on 9-11. And we literally went after Iraq and Osama bin Laden when it turned out to be Saudi all along, and Ron Paul fingered that reality right at the start, and everybody mocked him? Wow, folks. All right, another topic that's just as shocking. Jenny Thomas, wife of Clarence Thomas, attended 
Donald Trump's rally on January 6th that preceded the Capitol riot. I guess she left before they say the insurrection occurred. But you know what? A lot of my friends left before that happened as well. A lot of my friends got innocently caught in the melee. A lot of people were uh, at the Capitol and in the front but pushed into the building. They didn't even intentionally go into the building. They just kind of got pushed into the building, wandered around through the kind of maze, uh, and then left. I don't know what to say about this, ladies and gentlemen, but wow. Now, I'm not attacking Jenny for this. I'm just telling you that this proves that innocent people went with well-meaning intentions. Most people are in that category. There are provocateurs in government and beyond that made this, in my opinion, all go off the rails. And the government knows it. But yet they continue to prosecute and cause trouble for many, many, many Americans calling us domestic terrorists and insurrectionists and especially attacking Donald Trump. It's a shame. Now, Elon Musk goes off goofy looking for attention-grabbing headlines. Elon Musk challenges or challenges Vladimir Putin to a single combat on Twitter. What's the prize? The Ukraine. <laughs> wow. The U.S. also warned China that it will face consequences if it supports Russia's invasion of the Ukraine after reports that, uh, I guess, Russia asked China to supply them med- um, military equipment. Meanwhile, talks between Moscow and Kyiv or Kiev continue. So that's a big concern. What will happen? Will China pick sides? Well, we hear China starting to back away. The Communist Chinese Party started to back away from Russia. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not taking the U.S.'s side, China's side, or Russia's side in this. We all need to back up and have peace. And why we're, um, you know, attacking Russia in terms of banking and sanctions and everything else, in my opinion, is a problem. What has Russia done to us? Well, you say, well, they invaded Ukraine, Sam. Don't you know how evil that is? No, I don't. Well, what I mean by that is I'm not saying the invasion's not evil, but I don't know how evil China is, or Russia is and how righteous the Ukraine is. Right? See, do I think it's all bad blood? Absolutely. Do I think it's evil to murder and kill and go to war? Yes, I do. But do I believe Russia's guilty of it more so than, say, the Ukraine or China or the United States or anybody else? No, I don't. See, that's the problem with these world global affairs and relationships and involvements and everything else. We think we know, but we don't know. We think we got the upper hand, but we don't. What gives us the right? Well, you'd say, Sam, we have every right to sanction Russia. No, we don't. That's kind of what I'm getting at. How is Russia worse than China? Well, Sam, Russia just invaded the Ukraine, and China didn't invade Taiwan. Well, they took over Hong Kong. (laughs) Is Taiwan next? See, how bad of violations? What about the United States and over 130 mil, uh, nations militarily? What about the United States and their uh, belligerent abuse? All right, schools got record money during COVID. They're having a hard time spending it all, says USA Today. Why are we giving schools so much money they're having a hard time spending it all? Why is the federal government giving money anyway when there are $30 trillion in debt and growing at an alarming rate? Amazon, believe it or not, is even temporarily closing one of their Seattle, Washington offices due to an increase in crime, including shootings and carjackings, writes Bloomberg. 
Think about that. It's so bad now in America. We're devolving into a third world country for crying out loud. Now in Seattle, it's so violent you can't even keep a Amazon office open. Shootings, hijacking, it's just out of control. That's where they allowed Chaz to occur. And then they want you to believe that Americans are the domestic threat, see? Well, who's the domestic threat? Who are the provocateurs? Why don't they chase the money? You follow the money, you find out reality, right? But they're not doing any of that. They're just letting these insurrections occur. Senator Rand Paul did a great job and put forward an amendment on Monday that would eliminate Dr. Anthony Fauci's role as director of the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. He said, hey, no one person should be deemed dictator-in-chief. He said in the statement, we got to stop Fauci. He's right as rain. Hopefully, Rand Paul can gain traction with that. We do need to dump Fauci. We also need to criminally prosecute the evil doctor. Just my opinion, to which I'm entitled. India, believe it or not, may accept an offer from China. I'm sorry, from Russia. Let me say that over. India may accept an offer from Russia to buy its crude oil and other commodities at a discount after the United States announced that it would ban Russian imports. So Russia's just saying, hey, if you don't want our oil in the United States, well, why don't we sell it to India? India's saying, we're interested in a discount. You betcha. Now, how do you blame India? But now the question is, are we going to put threat to, to China and say, don't you dare work with Russia? Are we going to now threaten India and say, don't you dare buy this product from Russia? See, who do we think we are, ladies and gentlemen? And that's the problem. Well, Sam, we're the righteous, good, moral, American, peacekeeping country. No, you're not. You're literally raging around the world with sanctions and big money and trying to force the world onto our dollar, literally creating the, instead of the constitutional currency in the supreme law of the land, gold and silver, you're literally doubling down with black oil money, black evil money. Money that creates the petrodollar, trying to pretend that we can force the world's currency to be the dollar to save our own bacon of debt out the wazoo. It's insanity, folks. And then we run around and act like we're the good guys? Shame on us. Shame on the jettisoning of the Constitution. And more importantly, shame on those leaders who pretend that I'm the terrorist. Wow. All right, we had our guest on second hour. It was the simulcast with Brighty on TV and the Sheriff Mack Show. We had on Ben Swan, incredible leader, well-known for truthinmedia.com and well-known for his reality check reports. Great stuff. We talked about his reality check truth about U.S.-funded bio labs in the Ukraine. And this is what I'm talking about. We pretend we have the moral high ground and that we're protecting and helping Ukraine. What a shame. We're the ones that had bio labs in the Ukraine now. And then we lied about it to our citizens. When I say we, meaning the government and media, lied about it. I didn't. I told the truth. Ben Swan told the truth. But mainstream press in bed with government literally lying and then getting caught. The truth is there were bio labs in the Ukraine, ladies and gentlemen. Then we lied again and said, oh, they were Soviet labs. We're just cleaning them up. Oh, yeah, 30 years later, you're still cleaning them up? And what about the one you built in 2010 that we've documented? See, they don't have any knowledge or truth. They're just lying to you. All right, Biden bans Russian oil. The Great Reset's in motion. We talked about that as well. And I've got more in seconds on your radio. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine. 
the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, so back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I'm kind of angry a little bit. I'm kind of going on a rant, but I think I'm justified in that. There's a new media social, or I'm sorry, a new social media solution called Sovereign.media that Ben Swan and others are in charge of. It's pretty neat stuff, ladies and gentlemen. They've got incredible videos over there. They're working on getting on a blockchain, so they're hard to take down, and there's a permanent history. They're doing a great job. Archives of the simulcast show that was yesterday. Uh, the audio portion on LibertyRoundTable.com and LovingLiberty.net. The video portion on Brideon.com for the archive. So check all that out. It's pretty cool to weekly have a simulcast of the radio and TV show. Uh, they decided to name it the Sheriff Mack Show. Even though I'm the co-host uh, to highlight Sheriff Mack, which I'm grateful about. But I just tell you, so the Sheriff Mack and Liberty Roundtable Live simulcast, second hour every Tuesday. Great stuff, great TV, great radio, great guests, informative information to say the least. And we're working on making it better and better and better in terms of its presentation. So check that out. Wow. Right, and that's a recap of the broadcast that took place yesterday. Still available at LibertyRoundtable.com and LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. We're doing more and more on the LovingLiberty.net website, too. It's pretty cool stuff. And remember, if you're listening to Loving Liberty, you can listen online 24-7, live. But you can also check out the archives and then the incredible podcast. We've got way more podcasts than we even have time to put them on the 24-hour clock for radio. So check all that out. You can download the iPhone app or the Android app. Uh, it's absolutely free and available to you. Listen anytime, anywhere. Spread the word, share the love, donate liberally, 
lovingliberty.net. All right, that's a recap. Now, news the networks refuse to use today starts now. The U.S. Senate unanimously passed a bill to make daylight savings time permanent in 2023. The Sunshine Protection Act is what it's called. I don't know how you protect sunshine by your government, but there you go. The government's capable of everything, ladies and gentlemen, even protecting sunshine. <laughs> I mean, see how they name these bills? It's just comical, isn't it? As if they have just God, godlike power. I mean, it's just shocking. Anyway, the Sunshine Protection Act, I know what they're saying. I'm just, I'm just highlighting something funny. The Patriot Act isn't about patriotism. It's about violating our God-given rights and putting together unconstitutional agencies like Homeland Security and the like. But I digress. The Sunshine Protection Act which would, quote, permanently expand or extend daylight savings time from eight months of the year to the full 12 months. Now, it's a debate whether it's better to go to daylight savings time or if we should just roll back to standard time. And I get that. Uh, I personally am for going back to standard time because I believe it's more biblical. Uh, nevertheless, um, you know, there's the debate. More Americans support standard time than daylight savings time. Standard time is like 43% of the American people. Daylight savings time is like 32% of the American people. But Marco Rubio says, hold on. People are already eight months of the year on the daylight savings time. So you know what? Why not stick with what we're already on for the most part and used to? Uh, sadly, there's an argument for that. I say sadly because I'd rather go back to the biblical time. But we've already messed with it and tampered with it for so much, so long, uh, etc. that you know what? <laughs> we've got to do something. And I'm just telling you, I'd be more for standard time. But if you want to say, let's go to um, daylight savings time and just quit messing with it twice a year, I'd go for that. Believe it or not, 17 states have already put, um, I don't know what you want to say, bills on the books or laws on the books that say they're ready to go uh, to daylight savings time as soon as the federal government gives them permission. You see, somehow we falsely believe that the federal government has authority. To do this now, they they say that you know you got to have federal government approval there. Um, you know where does the Congress get authority to set the time? You, do you see that in the Constitution anywhere, ladies and gentlemen? This is a, a very serious issue. <laughs> I don't I don't see where the federal government gets authority for that at all. Nevertheless, it's interesting. The U.S. Senate passed this unanimously. Wow, have you ever seen something like that before, ladies and gentlemen? So there's a lot of support for this. Uh, the Senate passed it so quickly, a couple of senators um, all of a sudden turned around and went, wait, 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 what happened? <laughs> so how you pass something unanimously and then you wonder what happened is beyond me. But again, this is the Senate, right? These guys are, to some degree, <laughs> clowns up there, right? You got these clowns running around going, doop, 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 doop. wait, what happened? <laughs> oh, you voted for it? Okay. You don't know what happened, but you voted for it? Okay, so that's kind of the deal. But I'm, I'm happy that, you know what, it was unanimous. People are saying we're sick of government moving us back and forth twice a year, every year. Great expense. Just imagine if you're a jeweler or a watch dealer or something like that. And you got to reset all the manual classical watches and stuff. It's just like, what the heck? And then, you know, in our time, it's like, hey, people get up late. People show up late for things. 
people are confused. Automation has to be updated. There's more deaths in the morning and in the evening because people are just all off and lacking sleep and running around melting down. And schools have to start late and lose an hour of education because, by golly, people need their sleep, don't you know? And we go on and on and on with this, in my opinion, psychotic behavior. Ben uh, Franklin was a great dude, but this is one of his massive faux pas. I'm telling, I'm telling you right now. I also kind of understand, not that I agree with it, but I understand, you know, the farmers saying, hey, you know, adjusting to take advantage of the daylight makes sense. And I, I understand all that, but we're way beyond that in America today, ladies and gentlemen. In my opinion, we ought to go to standard time and reduce to two time zones on the mainland instead of four. That would simplify the world big time. You could literally move specific to daylight savings time, mountain to standard time, and now they're on the same time zone, right? You could take central and eastern and do the same. Eastern would be on um, standard, and um, specific would be on uh, daylight savings time. And then what would you have? You'd have two time zones, literally an hour apart. See, that that would start to make a lot more sense, right? Now you've got four time zones, not counting Hawaii and and uh, other stuff like that, the Virgin Islands or whatever else. It, four times, you'd be able to simplify a lot. And you could have it an hour or two hours apart, depending on how you did it. Um, but anyway, that, that's another topic is the four time zones. But I appreciate the Senate doing this. I'm glad they're finally getting something done. This could be a bipartisan um, success. The president really should be urging Nancy Pelosi in the House to get this done. If the, if the House will quickly pass it like the Senate did and the President will sign it instantly, we could be out of this mess. Uh, whether Nancy will go along or not, I don't know. But to me, it seems like a real opportunity to have bipartisan support and do something meaningful. And whether you like it or not, whether you agree with who came up with it or not, Marco Rubio, I think, came up with it in the Senate. Somebody else did in the House. Now they're asking Nancy Pelosi for quick passage of this thing. I just pray they get it done. I would really love some simplification. I would really love not to manipulate our time all the time, twice a year and everything else. Um, it's amazing to me that instead of getting rid of daylight savings time while we had the chance, you know, we used to have it to be six months of the year and six months of the year, daylight savings time and standard time. Then they changed it to eight and four because they felt like, oh, it would be better for dollars and cents and wiser. And Man, why don't we just get it done? I'd favor standard time, but I'll accept daylight savings time if we just quit going back and forth. Anyway, I spent too much time on this already, except for I really hope it could be a way that we can champion getting together on something. You know, I'm not really for the Republican-Democrat divide. I don't believe in the left-right wing uh, paradigm. Um, I don't believe it's liberals against conservatives, uh, right against left, one house, or house against Senate, Republicans against Democrats. I believe those are all dishonest fault lines. Okay, I believe it's the deep state against the rest of us. And I'm just telling you, if we could get together and just pass this quickly, then, hey, what else could we pass that would be simple, small, easy-to-understand bills that could be passed quickly? That's really something to consider, right? Anyway, enough of that, but I felt like that was really worthy of talking about. It's in the mainstream press, uh, but it's also something that, ooh, that history, that relevance, that understanding, that unanimous vote by the Senate, man, could the House are they just going to be that political and divisive and just jettison this whole thing? Or are they going to go, yep, 2023, we're on it. Now you say, well, Sam, why are they waiting till 2023 on this thing for crying out loud? Well, because they want to give airlines the ability to adjust. And I get this. Beginning of this 
nightmare of time zone changes and everything else, or uh, daylight savings time changes, started with the railroads. And now it's fitting that it ends by trying to deal with the airlines, right? But I get an adjustment period to say, hey, we, you know what? We need people to be able to adjust and have time to get ready for this rather than, hey, in five months you're, you're you know, whatever. So uh, anyway, hopefully they can get that done, right? Prayers are that they can get something that makes some sense and decreases complication and expense, right? That really is critical. So there you have it. All right, quick pause. I got a whole lot more news that I refuse to use where that came from. War. Yeah, in the Pacific. Could it reach the United States mainland? We're going to talk about it in seconds on your radio. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. As President Zelensky will speak to both houses of Congress this morning around 11 a.m. Eastern, it's being reported a request for him to speak at the Japanese parliament has been submitted. The prime ministers of Poland, the Czech Republic, and Slovenia traveled to the embattled Ukrainian capital of Kiev to meet with President Zelensky on Tuesday in a show of support for Ukraine. Slovenia Prime Minister Janis Janza. We are also here to tell you that you're not alone. Your fight is our fight, and together we will prevail. Almost a year after 13-year-old Adam Toledo was killed by a Chicago police officer in Little Village, Cook County State's Attorney Kim Fox announced that her office will not be bringing charges against the officers who fired the fatal shot, nor will they charge the officer who killed a 22-year-old Anthony Alvarez. Both Toledo and Alvarez were carrying guns on the night they were shot. Prosecutors determined that both officers acted reasonably. USA Radio News. Have you or someone you know used heartburn medications Zantac or Ranitidine and been diagnosed with cancer? Zantac and Ranitidine have been positively linked to cancer. According to the FDA, Zantac and Ranitidine contain NDMA, a known cancer-causing agent. NDMA has been positively linked to cancers of the bladder, pancreas, esophagus, liver, and stomach. Even in single doses and in smaller doses over time, NDMA is one of the strongest proven cancer-causing agents. Call 888-960-1233 or go to ZantacMoney.com. You may be entitled to substantial compensation without going to court if you or a loved one have taken these products in the past 10 years and been diagnosed with cancer. Call now to see if you qualify for free. Call 888-960-1233 or visit ZantacMoney.com to get what may be owed to you. You may be entitled to a cash reward. Find out now at ZantacMoney.com or call 888-960-1233 to see if you qualify for free. Military forces from Japan and the United States are practicing for war near Mount Fuji. Japanese and U.S. Marines had their first airborne landing and combat training together near Mount Fuji today as the two allies strengthen military cooperation amid growing maritime activity by China and Russia in the regional seas. Japan has been expanding its defense budget and capability for about a decade and is now revising its key national security strategy in the face of threats from China, North Korea, and now Russia. For the USA Radio News Washington Bureau, I'm John Hunt. Eli Lilly says it won't export non-essential medicines to Russia due to its invasion of Ukraine. The company is reducing its business in Russia to only provide drugs that treat diseases like cancer and diabetes. 
The Indiana-based drug maker says it has also suspended new clinical trials in Russia, along with all of its investments there. Eli Lilly joins a growing list of businesses that have halted or severely limited their operations in Russia since February 24th. USA Radio News. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. War in what's called Indo-Pacific could reach the U.S. mainland. That's what Army Secretary Christine Wormruth says. Wormruth? I don't know how to say her last name. Anyway, she's the Army Secretary. um, And uh, this is serious, ladies and gentlemen. But you say, well, Sam, what the heck is this Indo-Pacific thing? The Indo-Pacific, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes known as the Indo-West Pacific, or Indo-Pacific Asia, sometimes it's also called, is a biogeographic region of Earth that comprises the tropical waters of the Indian Ocean, the Western and Central Pacific Oceans, and the seas connecting the two in the general area of Indonesia. Well, anyway, so she's basically saying, hey, if you had a war there, uh, you know what? The mainland could be in jeopardy. War in Indo-Pacific could reach U.S. mainland. Army Secretary Christine Warnuth. Warnuth? W-O-R-M-U-T-H. Warmuth? Anyway, um, that is shocking and scary because you know what? Our whole lifetimes, ladies and gentlemen, we've had war around the world. And our excuse for war around the world and the reason we're in 130-plus nations militarily, even though the facts are that we think we're the hegemonist nation, we think we're like God running around as the world's cops and everything else. It's creating all kinds of problems. But nevertheless, uh, we claim that it's because we need to keep war away from the homeland, war away from America. And by fighting all these wars around the world, then we can somehow prevent it from hitting the mainland. And so far, to some degree, whether you agree with that being the facts or not, so far that has been true. You know, our whole lifetimes, I'm 54 years old, I'll be 55 this year, we haven't really had war in America. We've had a few riots here and there and stuff like that over racial tensions and stuff like that. Um, We've had a breakout here or there of uh, some things like Chaz, right, like Charlottesville, uh, you know, like January 6th, like etc. We haven't had any real war in America. We've never known war, except for overseas and on TV, right? Kind of a thing. Um, And so uh, now it might change. And sadly, as the American people become more wicked and turn away from God more and more and more and more, I do agree with this, Christine uh, Warmuth. Warmuth Warmuth is maybe. Anyway, I agree with her in that, you know what? They are developing technology. Uh, in China and other places to really accomplish those kind of goals if they chose. They have tremendous capabilities. Where do they get those capabilities, you may ask? Well, I'll tell you. 
We have made China our most favored nation trading partner, and we've let the flood of goods and services flowing across borders to our detriment happen for literally three decades or more now. And in the three, four, five decades this has all been happening, we have literally had a trade deficit to the tune of billions and billions and billions of dollars to where, hey, China's taken that money and built the greatest war machine the world's ever known. Uh, We have literally taken a third world backwoods nobody country with a lot of citizens, don't get me wrong, but I'm talking about capabilities to wage war. A nobody country to now a super war power. That's what we have done with our trade deficit. We have been so short-sighted, so dishonest with ourselves as we have funded the communist Chinese to the point where now we've got a global rival that probably in many ways even exceeds our capabilities. Joel Skousen talks about the Overton window and talks about this reality check of, you know, as the United States gets weaker and the communist nation of China gets stronger and the global elites want to have their way, there will be a Overton window, an aligning of us getting weaker and them getting stronger where they may strike. It's eventual that they will strike Russia and China uh, and they will form an alliance that will pretend they're friends but over time, the betrayal will happen. Uh, and so that's what's going on. And I don't know the timing of any of this, but I'm telling you that, you know what, war in the Indo-Pacific may or could reach U.S. homeland. Sadly, that's a reality that we face, folks. That really is. It's shocking. It's scary. It's You go, what the heck? Yeah, I know. I know. It's shocking. And you kind of go, what do you think about that? Well, I think what we need to do is follow the sound doctrine of George Washington and wise founding fathers that say, let's avoid foreign entanglements like the plague. Don't get involved in those affairs. Just simply run the free market, the greatest economic engine the world's ever known, and invite people to join. And when countries behave badly or are bad actors, then just simply use tariffs to say, hey, We're not going to allow that bad behavior on the world stage. And so you're not sanctioning anybody. You're just simply telling them, hey, there's a greater tariff when you're a bad actor and violate free market principles and and beat up on other nations and such like that. That's the best we can do is avoid those forward entanglements and stay out and say we're not going to fund or favor anybody. We're going to try to have friends and influence people. We're going to try to put a light upon a hill as a leadership effort. To say we're not picking sides, we're not in that debate. This is not our fight. It's like a husband and wife relationship. We're staying out of it. Because you know what? Today, you might have the husband's or wife ear, or they might have your ear telling you all the negative. But when the, when the um, threat passes, then the husband and wife get back together, and then you know all the bad about one or the other. And so you're still thinking very negative about that other side of the aisle that you didn't side with or hear from or whatever and and now you're kind of drug into this thing where they've already forgotten and they're past it but now you can't forget and you can't get past it kind of an idea we need to stay out of it is russia right no they're not but is the ukraine right no they're not is the communist chinese party the cpp or ccp right no they're not is the united states right sadly no we're not And all bad roads don't lead to good. 
All bad roads lead to bad. The only good is if we follow the Founding Fathers' wise counsel. Avoid these foreign entanglements. And yes, we've avoided a war on the mainland for quite some time, and I'm grateful for that. But we're doing the things that eventually will bring it to our door. Yeah, the blowback principle the CIA documented is alive and well, and we are engendering hatred around the world. And if we keep pouring oil in that barrel, it will eventually overflow and hit the homeland. I pray that it doesn't, but I predict that it will. Now China is out of control. While the governments of the world are now relaxing restrictions on COVID, at least they're appearing to, what I believe they're appearing to do is relax but have a backdoor got them kind of an air, uh, situation. But the Communist Chinese Party's locking down like nobody's business. Headline says China locks down 51 million people amid COVID surge, igniting public outcry. So the Communist Chinese are locking down. And early on, they didn't lock down much, at least what we heard. But they say inside a newly Shut down Chinese hospital. I guess that's the latest COVID-19 outbreak hotspot. Overworked nurses started a shouting match with doctors demanding basic measures of protection. In some Chinese universities, students broke down in tears. After some were literally sealed inside their dorms without access to water or toilets. Elsewhere, in some rental apartments, tenants were shocked to learn that they had to pack up and leave within hours. Why? Because once they considered this their home, now it would be converted into quarantine facilities. <laughs> I kid you not, this is going on. Over the past week, scenes of exasperation have emerged in various parts of the communist nation of China as officials battle against the stealth Omicron variant that has fueled these outbreaks in the communist nation of China. It's the worst outbreak since the countries uh, announced the COVID spread in the first place. In other words, since this pandemic began, this is the worst outbreak in two years for the communist nation of China. The region hit the hardest where the Southern technology hub, that's scary, of Shenzhen, I guess who's 17 million residents, were put into lockdown, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you more in seconds. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. 
So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at freedomfactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. freedomfactor.org Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live, Sam Bushman, continuing this interesting story, interesting article. China locks down 51 million amid COVID surge. There's an outcry amongst the Chinese people because it's out of control. Nongang City in southeastern China. And northeastern Jilin or Gilan province, I guess um, 10 million and four or 24 million people, respectively, in those regions are affected. Wow, 34 million people also subjected to these lockdown orders. They say, in less than two weeks, ladies and gentlemen, since March 1st, China has reported more than 10,000 cases spanning most provinces. In the country, in some districts, they say the outbreaks are still developing. In other words, it's still getting worse. Critics, by the way, though, have been long been skeptical of Beijing's, quote, official virus figures, citing the Chinese Communist Party's routine uh, suppressing of information. They have a practice of suppressing information in the communist nation that harms its image with its need to make you believe they've got the pandemic under control. Well, the United States does that too, don't they, ladies and gentlemen? They manipulate our numbers up while the communist Chinese nations manipulating their numbers down. There's no way it's accurate, one resident from Shenzhen said, where 9 million residents have been locked in their homes since three days earlier. Wow. Beijing's official infection count is a problem as most countries have learned to live with the COVID virus mainland china is now one of the final holdovers of the quote zero COVID policy the approach which the regime is insisting on they claim is absolutely effective that's the mainstream china doctors and government officials and their equivalent of 
the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, whatever they've got over there, they say we need to take action earlier, faster, stricter, and more thoroughly in our outbreak response, they claim. China steps up measures to control COVID outbreaks. But you know what, folks? The policy, believe it or not, has pushed officials to defer academic and civil servant tests. And more than half a dozen cities have literally suspended in-person classes now. But the strain is already showing among the general populace, they say. Anyway, it goes on and on. And here's what happened. There's a battle between a nurse and a doctor. And the doctor said, you got to treat these people. And she said, listen, the nurse said, I don't have the adequate protection. And the doctor said, don't worry, this disease is not transmittable. It's not contagious. So the nurse says to the doctor, since you claim it's not contagious, take your mask off, the nurse shouted at the doctor. This doctor had a full hazmat suit on, ladies and gentlemen. And a transparent face shield mask. This is on video that got uploaded to the Internet. You can ask all of us nurses here. Most of us are taking sleeping pills. The nurse continued. Yeah. They're literally sick themselves. They're concerned with being sick. They're working themselves to death. When authorities in Wenzhou, a southern port city, closed an exhibition midway upon identifying one Virus case, people are trying to make their way out and get out of there. Backlash also followed when Shanghai officials evicted tenants with little notice. Yeah, this guy rented an apartment and said, this is my home. She was incredulous when she told she had to leave within hours. This is not a hotel, it's an apartment, it's our home. The residents began to protest through all channels available to them calling the police and the neighborhood community officials as well. And eventually the authorities extended the deadline till midnight. Anyway, they say it's no use to complain to authorities because half of them are already in quarantine themselves. So, folks... Uh, the bottom line is it's hard to get information out of China because they have all kinds of rules that you speak out and you're going to get it. So one person was asked by the Epic Times about this and the employee simply said this, don't make it hard for me. District officials later apologized for the tight time frame saying they were under significant pressure to contain the virus and racing against time. Yeah. The government policies, the problem with them, they say, are more political than practical. They don't want to publicize the information that they're losing. They don't have the upper hand on this virus, and they don't like it. They say it would be bad for authorities to admit the full extent of the outbreak. A hotel manager appears to agree. The outbreak literally has hit Shanghai's economy hard. Because of the COVID zero policy. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the problem is that that's going to affect. Because remember, I told you China is our most favored nation trading partner, right? 
This is going to directly affect, ladies and gentlemen, the global supply chain once again. And the other concern is if the outbreak is that crazy in China, is China really on the back end of this thing? It started and ends in China? Or is this the beginning of another round? I don't know the answers to those questions. I'm just telling you that it's something that we need to think through. And will countries follow the communist Chinese party's lockdown measures? How hardcore will we get if all of a sudden COVID spiked in America like it's doing in the communist nation of China? And you know what? They say it's not really a big threat, but when China locking down 51 million amid COVID surge, igniting public outcry, what do we expect that to be for us, right? How's that going to look for us? And that's kind of the concern uh, that this is a serious problem. And right now, I'm glad that it's not a problem in America. But how long until it is? I don't know. And I hope it's not. But I don't have a lot of faith. Do you? Because if they think that it's in their best interest to lock us down once again, trust you, me, they'll do it, won't they? Oh, yes, they will. They'll do it if they have the chance in a heartbeat because that's who they are. That's how they act. That's what they do. All right. I got another interesting story for you. This is just shocking. Uh, Are you ready for this, Cameron? USA Today pick for woman of the year is a dude it's a man literally transgender rachel levine honored bob Underwood with the story wnd.com this is insanity we have reached a level of just psychosis that's beyond measure beyond imagination listen to this rachel levine penn state university there's a photo there rachel levine the former health secretary for pennsylvania and now an administrator for the Joe Biden administration has been named one of the women of the year by USA Today. <laughs> he <laughs> was put on the list of, quote, honorees, along with Melinda Gates, Simone Biles, or Simone Biles and Kamala Harris, who are women. I don't know how to respond to this, folks. According to MSN, Levine was confirmed by the Senate to be the U.S. Secretary of Health. Levine earlier made headlines when, quote, he was named the first openly transgender four-star officer in the U.S. military. I don't really know what to say about this now they go to Kiepernick who likened the NFL to slavery last fall announces that he wants to play again now listen why am I bringing up Kiepernick they say while transgenders live as members of the quote sex opposite their birth sex they're often legally recognized in the opposite sex and they can even have bottom body I would say manipulating surgery. They would say reaffirming surgery that recognizes them in that sex and even have body mutilating surgery 
that can double down on the sex choice. Believe it or not, at the chromosome level, ladies and gentlemen, male and female characteristics are in the human body. You can't change it even though you lie to yourself, even though they don't follow the science. USA Today wrote, quote, every day across our country, USA Today is women of the, uh, USA Today's women, women's of the year, lead and inspire, promote and fight for equity and give others a place to seek help and fight hope. They're strong and resilient women. They're champions of change, often quietly, but they get incredible results despite their own challenges. Uh, the Daily Wire identified Levine in its reporting as a biological man. Will America ever recover from this madness? Uh, it's a question that WorldNet Daily has. You look at this thing and you go, are you kidding me right now? Are we really um, discussing this like this? Are we really? USA Today pick for a pick. USA Today's woman, woman of the year is a man. Transgender Rachel Levine, honored by USA Today. It's hard to even fathom this stuff, folks, but look how far we've come look how far we have fallen that's what i would say that's how i would term it if you will what have we done god says male and female created he them do you believe in god and do you believe his pronouncement in the scriptures in the bible we as a nation are starting not to believe that and if we jettison the fundamental God exists, he's our father in heaven and he loves this idea, and we jettison his um, declaration that male and female created he them, are we going to really turn our back on the creator? Are we going to really turn our back on the author of all that we know and hold dear? USA Today certainly is. I pray you and I stand up. We have got to get active in the culture war, ladies and gentlemen or we are in serious, serious trouble. Is it interesting that as we turn our backs on God and deny male and female, deny the creator, uh, we have war and rumors of war. Are you surprised? Isn't that what the scriptures say will happen? All right, just wondering. Hour one in the can, hour two coming up. I am Sam Bushman. This is indeed Liberty Roundtable Live nationally syndicated, globally distributed, six days a week, two hours a day on the Sabbath we rest, doing our very best to be truth tellers, to tell the tale of liberty, and to do so in a meaningful news the networks refuse to use way. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. 
Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is indeed the broadcast for March 16th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is indeed our guide. We're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the nationally syndicated, globally distributed, hard-hitting talk show, Liberty Roundtable Live. Folks, we are live six days a week, two hours a day. On the Sabbath, we rest. Uh, And man, have we got an interesting guest for you today. Number one. Uh, You know, we've always believed that the federal government was belligerent and out of control, but the states were the saviors. Now, I've never believed that, but a lot of people, especially in the conservative realm, they believe that. If we just have the states do things, we'll be okay. And as COVID's hit, we've kind of found out the states are just as tyrannical as the federal government in many ways, in some ways worse. Where Donald Trump did not mandate anything, the states' governors did. In the state of Utah, they mandated lockdowns and did all kinds of masks and All kinds of garbage. Without authority. The governor just made edicts. Even when the state legislative body tried to rein in the governor, (laughs) he virtually wouldn't listen. Just declaring national emergency, begging for government, big old influx of money and everything else. So then uh, you realize the state legislative body uh, is just a tyrannical. When you try to go to meetings or try to, you know, affect change in a peaceful way, they literally double down. And they look like dictator thugs. Well, our buddy Mike Brown, who we've known from another realm, which we'll talk about soon, uh, was literally at the Capitol trying to affect change peacefully. <laughs> wow. They literally gave this guy nothing but grief. Here's a, there's a video about this. I'll play some of the audio, and then we'll have Mike jump on and break this down for us in a more meaningful way. But states, sadly, are even more abusive than the general government um, oftentimes, let's see if we can get this to play. What? Wow, it played right before I, right before I started the show. It played fine. Now it's at the Capitol building right. in the state of Utah. Hold on. I want to say that I do. All right, here it is. What? Before I, I get into what, what happened yesterday at the Capitol building in the state of Utah, I want to say that I do respect and admire people who go to these meetings and you know they try and do what they can to influence the legislators and the government and everything else. So, you know, it's it's commendable to be present. You know, you're putting your time in, uh, you're risking yourself too, you know, because the police is there and they are, you know, they're ready to, to conspire against your freedoms at any given moment uh, under the color of law. So, you know, I do appreciate the people that show up and do something. I in no means, you know, want to um, uh, diminish what they're doing, but I want to give you another angle so that, uh, you know, you consider this because, you know, we're in, we're in a dire situation. 
you know, there was a whole bunch of people um, trying to, you know, support the uh, bill HB 60 to be passed. And I, I have a few things to say about, you know, everything that happened. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I, I'm just telling you, I don't know what is going on, but our legislative body seems to be out of control. And that wasn't exactly the video I expected to play here. I apologize. That's that's uh, some of the comments about this. Uh, but let's see if I can get this to come up. I'm so sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I thought I had this ready. This is the problem why I always try to download videos in advance so that I literally have everything we're supposed to have. Um, the problem is that sometimes videos you can't get in advance. Right? You can't get what you need. All right. All right, we're going to skip the video. It's just not playing or working right. I don't know why. All right, so Mike uh, is with us, and Mike is uh, a patriot, big time, ladies and gentlemen. His name is Mike Brown. He went to the Utah Capitol building in support of the Bill SB60, and he got ejected from the Senate building. Mike's here to tell you about it. Hi, Mike. Hey, Sam. How are you doing? I'm doing great, sir. So sorry about the video stuff. I was hoping to play the part. I just ha I don't know, understand. I had it all up, ready to go, and it was really in the, the in the chamber where they literally kicked you out. I was going to play that first, uh, but we'll skip that, I oh. guess, and go straight to you. Uh, so first, of oh, tell us okay. what happened. Why did you go in the first place? Yeah, so this was uh, HB60. It was to um, ban vaccine passports, um, which you know, should be, should be a no brainer. You know, that's the essence of discrimination is, is saying you have to show your papers to, <laughs> to enter a, you know, public accommodation. So, you know, a lot of people were against this and actually most of the, well, the hearings and the, and the debate on the floor, you know, they garnered like the most attendance probably in capital history because so many people are against this. So, so I had gone to, you know, a hearing and then the house floor debate, you know, and then this was now on the Senate, the Senate um, hearing for the, the bill. And, you know, most of these that I've gone to, you know, there's somebody there that has, uh, you know, stickers that they pass out just to, you know, so people can show support that says, you know, uh, vote yes on HB60 or whatever it may be. And I actually have a collection of stickers because I've gone to quite a few committee hearings this um, this session. And, and so this was no different. So I went to the, the Senate hearing and and there was a lady there that uh, you know was passing out stickers, and so, so you know I, I took a couple, put one on, and but then um, one of the the ushers came over and and just said to the crowd, "Oh, you can't have you can't have stickers." And I and I thought that was weird because you know that that was a new thing <laughs> because we had always you know had them on, and uh, and I just questioned. I said, "Well, how come?" And he said, "Well, that's the rules here." And uh, there was actually a highway patrolman who came over. This was before the meeting started, and and I said, well, what what what's the rule? What's the law that says you can't wear these? And he said, well, whatever the chair person says is, has the same effect as law. And whoa, whoa, and I, whoa stop! I, hold up, Mike! Got, hold up! Whoa! Yeah. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> yeah, and I've I've got him on camera saying that, and I was I just was perplexed. I was like, really? <laughs> and so this was before the meeting. And so, you know, it was, it was just crazy. I'm like, what is going on? And so I, I put the sticker on my phone. And so, you know, when you hold up the phone, they can see the sticker. And so this was all before the meeting and, and it was just weird. So then, um, 
the meeting started and Senator Dan McKay was the chairperson and he immediately said, okay, folks, before we get started, we have, uh, you know, some rules we need to go over, you know, in case this is your first time here, blah, blah, blah. And he, you know, said, you can't have signs, can't have stickers, you know, which is, which is not, not a written law anywhere. But he said, we're going to take a five minute recess to give those, you know, a chance to comply who aren't complying. And so he struck the gavel and, and it put the meeting in recess. So the meeting was now not going on and it gave us five minutes to comply. And immediately when he struck the gavel, I heard the usher, he happened to be right by me, I guess, at that point. He said, give me your sticker. And <laughs> so I was like, oh boy, okay. And <laughs> and so I I handed him my sticker and I had a, you know, because at that point I was like, okay, you know, whatever, fine. I handed him my sticker and I had another one and, and, uh, and I said, well, I'm just going to keep this one. And I put it under my leg. So, you know, I did that and I complied with their, their, um, whatever that they were doing, their rules, um, you know, for that moment. But then there was another, another guy in the room that this usher, he was questioning him and said, well, why do you have a Ukraine pin on your lapel? You know, isn't, isn't that political? You can't, can't have that. And so I just said, yeah, what, what's up with that? And the usher just didn't like that, that we were questioning. And at that moment, he, he um, signaled for the highway patrol to come over and they came to me and just said, you know, can you come out with this? Can you come out with this? And I said, why? I, I complied. I gave up the sticker, you know, and I was just questioning saying, well, I, I already complied, you know, what's the big deal? But they wouldn't give it up. And um, I kept saying, you know, I complied, blah, blah, blah. And then the highway patrol um, went on to physically grab me. Two of the officers grabbed um, an arm uh, on my wrist and they literally drugged me out. And it was it was horrible. And as soon as they did that, like the crowd started, you know, going crazy, yelling at the the chair saying, what are you doing? And what is going, you know, so it caused a ruckus by them doing that. And yeah. And then that, from that moment, I was literally carried out. I was uh, brought down to the Senate um, basement and detained for an hour. And it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was horrible. So it just, uh, All right, let's hold on totally, for a second. Totally so did they rough you up in the process, Mike? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, not at all. <clears throat> no, it was it was horrible. So they literally grabbed me and they had me down on the floor and literally carried me. It was it was crazy. <laughs> all right, hang tight, ladies so. and gentlemen, because I want to dig into this with Mike Brown, a citizen, uh, an activist for liberty, to say the least. Literally being kicked out of a Senate building, Utah Capitol building, for what? Wearing a sticker on his shirt, you can't have those. I know there's no law, I get it. Liberty Roundtable Live. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. 
The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's why you have producers and you don't do everything yourself because, you know what, I had it all good, the video, and then I screwed it all up, and it was a disaster on the radio. I apologize. However, that's why we have producers because he got it all together while we were talking. Here's the first video in the chamber where Mike Brown is peacefully just trying to advocate for his views. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? Here's the video. who go to these meetings and you know they try and do what they can to influence okay, that's the one we already played the that's, that's not the proceedings all right so uh he's having the same trouble i am maybe the problem is with the videos not with me maybe the videos aren't coded correctly on the website or something i don't know uh, anyway mike brown though so they roughed you up pretty good they had you on the ground they literally carried you now would they say they did all that because you wouldn't cooperate or what well as soon as they grabbed me, like it just put me into to shock and I literally had a panic attack and just, you know, kind of went, went limp and, and yeah. And then they just went from there and just were carrying me out and, and then they detained me and, and, uh, just, you know, was worse from that point. So it was just such a shocking event and, and yeah, literally put me into, all right. You know, into Did you shock. get arrested? So, <clears throat> yeah. So, the the weird thing is you know they they're on video too the one of the officers somebody asked him while they had me down on the ground you know what did he do and and the officer said it's because of his shirt <laughs> so and down in the basement they kept i could overhear them trying to figure out what to charge me with so was it the shirt was it the sticker and they, they were just trying to come up with something so and by the way the shirt i was wearing said we the people so I know, very offensive. Yeah, you don't be wearing but, um, shirts called We the People in there now. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> no. okay, now, ladies and gentlemen, so, think about this. Mike is literally attacked by these people, held on the ground, carried it. He's having a panic attack. He's just going, oh, my gosh, these guys are literally assaulting me. They haul him down to the basement, 
they debate what to charge him with. They're debating if it's the sticker or the shirt or what. Uh, they don't know. They finally, what, arrest you then? They gave me a citation for disrupting a meeting. Which disrupting a meeting? How curious. did you disrupt the meeting? <laughs> yeah, well, wait, wait a minute. Weren't you peaceful and cooperative and, and even gave them the sticker and everything else? Yeah, I mean, I I was questioning, you know, before, you know, why they, what what kind of law they were they were trying to enforce. Yeah, how but dare I you even ultimately... ask what law they're trying to enforce? How dare you? <laughs> See, ladies and gentlemen, this is a real issue of who works for who. What's going on around here? These people yeah. have created secret combinations so above the people they have got to be stopped. They're out of control. Uh, so, Mike, then what yeah. happened? They they charge you with this. Citation that you're disrupting a meeting. I don't know. Is that equivalent to disturbing the peace, or what is a disrupting of a meeting it's, charge? What does that uh, mean? Class B misdemeanor. So, yeah. So now I'm, you know, officially a criminal, <clears throat> apparently. So, which is curious because, um, you know, Dan McKay, he literally gaveled and put the meeting in recess. And later on at the town hall, he admitted that, yeah, the meeting's no longer in session once you do that. So obviously, whatever. Wait a minute, hold on. So you tell me there was not a meeting in session, but you disrupted it? Yeah, yeah. So talk about conflicting information here. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> and it was your shirt or the sticker. Did we ever figure that out? Well, it depends on who you ask, apparently. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, even down, like when I was down in the being detained over the phone, I could hear him saying, so it was because of the sticker, right? And so, or no, it was because of the shirt, right? So, I mean, I have no idea. So the bottom line is whatever it was, they didn't like that I was, you know, speaking out and that I was trying to, you know, use my first amendment to, to speak out and voice my opinion. So that's the ultimate thing. But, uh, so so Dan McKay, just so people understand, what is he, uh, what is his position? Well, so he's a senator, state senator, and he was the chair of that meeting. So ultimately, okay. So the chair of you know, the meeting and charged. a state senator. Just so you know, he's also an attorney, and so we need to challenge yep. his attorney status in the state of Utah. Uh, there should be a bar grievance filed uh, over this for the Office of Professional Conduct regarding conduct. You know, becoming this guy literally denied rights as an attorney, as a senator. He should know better than this. Why do you think he was on such a bender? I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> this whole HB 60, there were a lot of, you know, shenanigans, the whole process. The people have obviously, you know, expressed their support that they don't want to have vaccine passports. But even in the first house. So hold on, let me, meetings, I don't mean to stop you and interrupt, but I want to be very clear. So a yes vote on this HB 60 is to stop passports. Let's be clear. A exactly. yes means no. If you yes. Know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right, go ahead. So I just want to make sure wanted, our audience understands. Yeah. So the people wanted yes. And, um, you know, I went to the House committee hearing and there were four overflow rooms. And even during that meeting, one of the committee members tried to throw a, like a last minute, you know, amendment that would gut the bill. And that was luckily defeated. But then on the House floor, they tried to do it again. So repeatedly. You know, there's different uh, senators or representatives that tried to to gut the bill. And then the Senate hearing comes along. And, and so I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking that 
they don't want this passed, even though the people do. And then, so maybe they were more heavy handed because of this was the third step in the process and they just wanted to put down any dissent or any people that wanted yeah, but, to pass. So I don't, I don't know. It's just speculation, but. All right. So let me ask you this then when they finally released you or did they read you your rights? Did they take you down to the police station? Did they put you in jail at all? Or do they just arrest you, but then release you or what? Well, they, so they handcuffed me, you know, took me down to the basement and then, you know, they did, take off the handcuffs and they did read me my rights. Um, but then coincidentally I had <clears throat> somebody text me that said, Hey, we have, we have an attorney that representative Lyman knows that, you know, wants to talk to you. And so I asked them, I said, can, you know, can he come down? And, uh, they wouldn't, wouldn't allow that. So, Wait, whoa, so whoa, anyway, whoa, hold was, on. You're not allowed <clears throat> to retain an attorney now, but the other well, I wasn't right up. to shut up and get hauled off. Yeah, I mean it. It was just such a ridiculous <laughs> process, the whole thing. So, yeah. So I was down there for an hour. Then they they uh, escorted me out of the building, finally, and and I was I was freed. But and so hold in on. The, when in you the were media, freed, so then you never really um, you never really got processed though. They read you your rights. You were arrested. But then what do they do? Just drop the arrest because you, normally you got to go through processing and everything, right? Uh, right. So yeah, they did. This is important, didn't, ladies and gentlemen. And I'll tell you why in a second. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean it's technically an arrest because they, you know, gave me a citation, they handcuffed me, all that. But I was not taken to jail or anything. They, um, they, yeah, they gave me the citation and escorted me out of the building and said I couldn't come to that Senate building for the rest of the day. Um, but then the now let me stop you there. What gives there. them authority to deny you to, uh, the ability to be there for that day? Is that like a 24-hour limit they have authority over or what? I have no idea. There's nothing written that says what they what they cited there. So <laughs> I, I don't know. All right, but you stayed away because you're not really a glutton for punishment or whatever else, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't go back in the building. <laughs> All right, and, um, tell me about the Highway Patrol Sergeant. He's a patrol sergeant, Kirby. Um, tell me about this guy. Was he involved there? Is that who arrested you? Um, no, it was um, <clears throat> Seth Dalton and Greg Hawley were the two that physically grabbed me at first. And then it was, uh, so Captain Greg Hawley and then Lieutenant um, Wade Brewer. He's the third one that, that grabbed me. So those are the three that, uh, you know, that uh, actually physically handled me. All right. And it was Lieutenant. Now, yeah. This is important on a bunch of reasons, ladies and gentlemen. They know that they can't really hold Mike and arrest him. Uh, they did that to try to show force. Okay. But the truth is they don't have the law on their side and they know it. They're now scrambling. They don't know what to do. So they finally release him and just say, don't come back today. Okay. But now where we sit is, is what's going to happen now, though. We need to take this all the way to the bank, Mike, because this can't be allowed to happen to other people. This is out of control. I mean, you feel like the Gestapo's going on. You feel like this is like the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party kind of stuff, don't you? I mean, this is out of control. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was just so unreal. I mean, and and I was down there, and just saying, 
guys, what are you doing? This isn't America, you know, and I was just so distraught because I can't believe this is happening in my country, let alone my state. Mike Brown with me, ladies and gentlemen. Hang tight. Everybody stay there, including Mike, back in seconds with more of the tale of tyranny, sadly, in the great state of Utah, on your radio. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. We do have breaking news this hour. Ukraine President Zelensky addresses Congress this morning. After what happened to his country, he says the old ways of keeping peace no longer work as he proposes new institutions to keep the peace. The war of the past have prompted our predecessors to create institutions that should protect us from war. But they unfortunately don't work. We see it, you see it, so we need new ones, new institutions new alliances, and we offer them. We propose to create an association, U24, United for Peace, a union of responsible countries that have the strength and consciousness to stop conflicts immediately. Sarah Bloom Raskin, Biden's pick to be the Fed's top bank regulator, has withdrawn her nomination. Her stance on climate change turned off too many lawmakers. USA Radio News. Have you or someone you know used heartburn medications Zantac or Ranitidine and been diagnosed with cancer? Zantac and Ranitidine have been positively linked to cancer. According to the FDA, Zantac and Ranitidine contain NDMA, a known cancer-causing agent. NDMA has been positively linked to cancers of the bladder, pancreas, esophagus, liver, and stomach. Even in single doses and in smaller doses over time, NDMA is one of the strongest proven cancer-causing agents. Call 888-960-1233 or go to ZantacMoney.com. You may be entitled to substantial compensation without going to court if you or a loved one have taken these products in the past 10 years and been diagnosed with cancer. Call now to see if you qualify for free. Call 888-960-1233 or visit ZantacMoney.com to get what may be owed to you. You may be entitled to a cash reward. Find out now at ZantacMoney.com or call 888-960-1233 to see if you qualify for free. President Biden has come under fire by Republicans in the upper chamber over his diplomatic efforts with Iran. On Monday, all but one GOP senator sent a letter to Biden urging him to stop trying to ink a deal with the Iranian regime to revive the controversial 2015 nuclear deal. The opponents of the deal, led by Senator Ted Cruz, a Republican from Texas, says it would be much weaker than the one former President Donald Trump withdrew from. A tower collapse in Seattle, Washington, has reached settlement. A jury awarded more than $100 million to some of the victims of a tower crane collapse that killed four people in Seattle in 2019. Workers were disassembling the 300-foot crane in strong wind gust when it fell from the roof of the Google building under construction in the South Lake Union neighborhood. Two iron workers fell to their death. The crane crushed cars below, killing Sarah Patnip Wong, a 19-year-old Seattle Pacific University student, and Alan Justad, a 71-year-old former city worker. For the USA Radio News, Washington I'm John Hunt. USA Radio News. Mike Brown, riding shotgun on the broadcast today, went to the Utah Capitol building 
in support of a bill, SB, or Senate Bill 60, and got ejected from the Senate building for wearing a sticker on his shirt. Yeah, they literally arrested him, but then released him because they don't really have any charges. I don't know what they could arrest him for, but they literally handcuffed him, hauled him off. Uh, They weren't very gentle. It was a problem. And then they said, don't come back for the rest of the day, as they literally escorted him out of the offices. Now, at this time, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Brown could sue the offending UHP officers, each in their private capacity, if he so chooses. Uh, You know what? These guys are out of control, and they need to be stopped. So I want to know what's happened since that day. What was this, three weeks ago now? Just over two weeks. It was okay, just 1st. over two weeks. All right. So since that day now, what's happened? Have they tried to apologize and uh, deal with this thing, or are they just sitting there doing nothing? Uh, yeah, I I sent uh, a text and an email to um, Senator McKay and Senator Adams, the president of the Utah Senate, you know, telling them I, I want a public apology and that the charges are dropped. Um, they each texted me back and, and – you know, said they were sorry personally, <clears throat> and that they, they would work to get the charges dropped. But to this day, you know, the charges have not been dropped, and I cannot get a response from from either of them. And there's been no public apology by them, and definitely no apology by the UHP. There's been been nothing. <laughs> Nothing at all by them as far as uh, an apology or All right, so let me ask the next question. Who filed the charges against you then? Who's on record as filing these charges? Well, it's it's through the UHP. It's uh, Officer Seth Dalton. His name's on the citation, and it's it's in the, the Salt Lake City Prosecutor's Office right now. I understand. So have we talked to Seth about this in detail, and what does he now say? I have no idea. I don't know what uh, – I doubt he would say anything. All right, because this is serious, folks. I really believe we need to support Mike Brown in this. I don't know if we need money support at this point, but I know we need to really rally around this, though. We cannot allow this to happen. If they get away from this, you won't ever be able to really go peacefully to those buildings at all if you don't agree with what their agenda is. Right, Mike? This isn't about you having your opinions. This is about making sure that you don't express your opinions, that your First Amendment is flat out shut down, right? Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, if they can do this to me, they can do it to anybody. So they, if, if they don't allow us to express ourselves. And the thing is, this is the one way that the people can, can voice their opinion is, you know, showing up to these meetings and trying to make our, our voice heard. And I'm sorry, wearing a sticker, that's the simplest thing we can do. And if they can't handle having a sticker there, then we definitely have bigger issues. <laughs> and and like I said, there is no Senate rule against even signs. There's There's only a House gallery rule that says no signs, but even then it doesn't say no stickers. So they're trying to apply some, you know, random house rule to the Senate that doesn't even ban stickers. So it's, it's ridiculous. Like they're not following the law at all in the chambers. And, you know, if they can pounce on me, they can pounce on, on anybody. And I've, I've never brought a sticker. I always just get one from, you know, a a little old lady that has a sheet of stickers and passing them out. So, you know, and, and it's probably easy to pounce on me instead of a, a uh, little old lady, but uh, but yeah, this cannot stand. I mean, 
they can't get away with this or, you know, our our country is is doomed and our state's doomed, doomed for sure. All right. So let me ask you this. They would not allow you when you called for an attorney, when they read your rights and you said, hey, I want an attorney. I've got an attorney. Can my attorney come in? They literally denied you that. In my opinion, that's one of the biggest I mean, there's a lot of mistakes they made, right? But that's one of the biggest ones, yeah. though. When you are not even able to have counsel there, what kind of a gulag is this? Yeah, I mean, it it was just the whole thing was unreal and just so so upsetting. And and uh, you know, I I, I said I, li- I did literally have a panic attack, and that's why they were dragging me. And then down in the dungeon, uh, you know, one of the officers was laughing about me flopping around like a fish and that's when I said well I was having a panic attack and then that started you know me having another one and and you know it was just it was just horrible it was there's no nothing good about it so and yeah when I got the text that said hey you know we have an attorney upstairs you know tell him tell him that and have him come down I told him that and they wouldn't they said well we'll bring you up to him which they never did and they never brought him down so and I was down there I, almost an hour. It was horrible. All right. Have you retained uh, counsel now, or what's happened since then? Yeah, I'm working with with someone to uh, get the charges dropped. That's the first the first thing. Um, and then from there, you know, just trying to uh, decide exactly how I want to go forward. I mean, there was so much so much wrongdoing and. You know they've they've had two weeks now to publicly apologize and to dismiss the charges, and nothing's happened. So, you know, talk is cheap. Um, there's been no action. So I'm still still deciding how to best go about this, trying to clear this first hurdle and then go from there. All right. How uh, a lot of people are saying, hey, we got to get a hold of Dan. Uh, we got to get a hold of this uh, UHP leader. We got to get a hold of a lot of these people and really push back and start to ask questions. How helpful or effective do you think it is for everybody really to just pour on top of them and get a hold of them? Is that outcry valuable enough, or do you feel like we should hold off? What do you What do you want done? Well, I I think that definitely helps. I mean that that helped them to at least acknowledge that you know it it was wrong what happened and it could have been handled better. I mean, there's been some statements, so I think definitely just letting them know how you feel, you know letting Senator McKay know and then the UHP um, definitely, you know, the more, the more, uh, the better, the more, uh, you know, support and the more outcry from the public because, you know, I just happened to be the one that was literally beaten down, but I represent, you know, thousands who, you know, would have, would have been there as well and, and could have had that same punishment. So, yeah, I think more people that reach out and say, Hey, what, what are you going to do to make this right? You know, this is not right. This is not right. That would definitely help. All right. Next question. How many other people were wearing stickers? In other words, the other issue here in my mind is, hey, if there was 100 people wearing stickers, and you're one of them and you get singled out, that's a different deal than you being the only guy in the room causing trouble, so to speak, right? Yeah. Well, in this particular one, you know, because before the meeting, they started passing them out and, and, you know, I was sitting in the back, so I, I couldn't see everybody. Uh, you know, I know at least a handful of us had stickers, but then when they first said you can't have them, you know, most people took them off. But I, I was the one that, you know, was pushing back and asking, you know, why not? Because 
I literally have a collection of stickers from all these committee meetings I've gone to just, just for fun, you know, cause why not? I just collect those. And so I knew, I knew it wasn't a law <laughs> and I knew there was nothing wrong with it. So I'm the only one that, that actually questioned and, uh, you know, pushed back a little. I think most people just said, okay, we'll take them off. But I, I, you know, knew it was ridiculous. And so that's why I questioned. And are you the only one that had a problem? No. Oh, no. I mean, that's why the, the one gentleman, um, when, when the usher, who was sergeant of arms, and he's really one of them that helped instigate this whole thing, Daryl Griggs is his name, when he, when he was being questioned about his Ukraine pin, you know, so, some, so obviously the, the crowd was like, okay, what's going on? You know, you could tell people were getting agitated about how they were you know, arguing with me. And then once they grabbed me, I mean, the people were, were ticked. And, and McKay ended up throwing out two more people because they were yelling at him. You know, because he now, caused hold on. So they got the thrown out, but you got hauled off and arrested. What was the difference? Why would they just get thrown out? Uh, it's a good question. Good question. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I never, I never yelled out at all. And, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, it's good for them that they did yell out because the disturbance was caused because they, they grabbed me. But yeah, I don't know why they were just uh, thrown out of the meeting and, I was the one that was, you know, assaulted. I have no idea. All right. Now, what the cops are going to say in this thing is we're just following orders, sir. We're just, you know what, we're just on the errand. They told me to do this. It's my job. I had to do this. Not that I agree with that. I reject that notion. I'm telling you again, I, I reject that dishonest response. Okay. However, who gave the order, though? Did some thug up in the Senate and uh, wave a finger and say, hey, get that guy? Or How did it go down? Do you know? Well, everybody's pointing fingers, so <laughs> it's hard to right, know. But... When we come back, let's talk about this a little bit more. And the reason why is because, well, I'll explain in a second. There's a serious about this. Who's doing the bidding and who's in charge? Quick pause. Liberty Roundtable Live. This is a battle. A battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com. We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at FreedomFactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. FreedomFactor.org. For decades, leftists, liberals, socialists, and feminists 
have been screaming and crying, my body, my choice, in order to justify the premeditated murder of innocent children in the womb. However, this is a fallacious argument since science has proven and demonstrated that the baby has a separate set of DNA from the mother. If it's not your DNA, it's not your body. That is science and you should trust the science. Remarkably, the same people who have been claiming my body, my choice for decades now want to force you to inject foreign substances into your body against your will. Obviously, they never cared about my body, my choice. They just wanted to control you and have permission to kill babies. I am Emma Bundy, and when you elect me governor of Idaho, I will sign an executive order on day one of my governorship prohibiting abortion in the state of Idaho because premeditated murder of the innocent should never be legal anywhere in the world, especially Idaho. Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Brown with me. They literally arrested him. They roughed him up. They hauled him out of the Utah State Capitol in a Senate meeting, but the meeting was suspended. Uh, they didn't know what to charge him with his shirt or his sticker or whatever else, but he had a sticker, and he's not allowed to do that according to the, what? Not the law, just I guess their dictatorial rules or what? Anyway, so the problem is um, they're not apologizing. They're not retracting it. They really charged him with disrupting a meeting. But the problem is they had, I don't know what to say, that the meeting was on hold. So I don't know how to deal with that. Um, but we got to do something about this, folks. We really do. So what, what, what happened then? Um, did they point at you and say, hey, remove this guy? Or do you know? Or Well, I believe just from what I, what I observed, so before the meeting started when they – you know, said there was, uh, you know, you couldn't wear stickers. And then the officer said, whatever the chair says is law. I, you know, I, I put the sticker from my shirt onto my phone and, and I saw them up before the meeting talking to Senator McKay. You know, I saw him like huddled the officer and the sergeant at arms and I could tell they were probably discussing me. And so when Senator McKay started the meeting, that's when he said, you know, we need to go over some rules and, and, some some people here are not uh, following the rules, so we're going to recess and allow them to follow the rules. So I, I knew that they had pointed me out. At least that's what it seemed. And then that's why he did the recess. And then I did surrender the sticker. So I did comply to the reason for the recess. But uh, but I believe it was the sergeant at arms who was just not a, not a happy camper and uh, didn't like me questioning. So... All right. Yeah. I think How he was more dare you, my friend. So Mike Brown with me, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Now, here's the interesting thing. Most Americans don't have the ability to fight back. Okay, once this happens to them, hey, unless somebody can pick up their cause, they're really hung out to dry. Thank heavens Mike Brown is not one of those people. Mike Brown, ladies and gentlemen, is involved in a wonderful company called Raindrop Texting. Raindrop Text. Dot com uh, is the website for this. And what does that mean? Not only could Mike Brown sue the offending UHP officers in a personal capacity if he chooses, not only can he go after public officials because they don't have the law on their side, but he has the ability to literally communicate with all of us via texting service. Now, this is incredible. So the idea here is please text the keyword Mike. All right, just Mike. Two 
53445. So text the word Mike to 53445. What will happen is you'll get on the texting list, and then you can get updates of what's going on directly. You can circumvent all the mainstream press platforms, all the government control mechanisms, and you can be involved in what's going on. You'll know what's happening on this case. This is really critical because you combine that with the incredible people's rights organization that Evan Bundy put together to get the word out. Combine that with radio and TV, which yours truly and many others are able to provide. And man, you know what? Uh, I don't think they counted on this, Mike. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, the pushback, the, the backlash they're getting is is uh, more than they, they thought. So, which is good. I mean, hopefully it's it's awakened, you know, the sleeping giant and that enough people can see, you know, that all is not well in Zion and that, uh, you know, even in our great state of Utah, we have, we have issues, we have, you know, power trips and power grabs. And so, yeah, the more people can reach out and, and uh, try to push back, you know, the better. And yeah, the texting is, is that's why I, I founded the company was to help give people a voice and to be able to, to get direct communication from, you know, from their favorite organization or their candidate or, or whatnot. So, so definitely the more that people are involved and keep, uh, keep pushing back the better. Cause like I said, you know, I, I may be the one now, but it could be you next. If not enough of us stand up and say enough is enough. Raindroptext.com. Now listen, Mike Brown founded the company. Now, let me explain something to you that's really important here that I want to get at. Most people are shut down, deplatformed, or, hey, if Mike had worked for another company, right, they'd just simply say, well, Mike, we can't be having you in the big old limelight on this against the government uh, tirade with a sticker you had. We're going to, you know, Mike, we just can't be part. Okay. But look, nobody can fire Mike. Nobody can fire Sam Bushman because I built my own radio networks, Right. Okay, this is the difference that we're making when you're self-employed or when you start the company. When you now look, Mike can stand up. He's taking a risk with his company. I can stand up. I'm taking a risk with my companies, right? But you know what? We're not shut down by some bureaucrat or some CEO or some executive or some HR department somewhere. We're able to stand up and use our companies to advocate for transparency, accountability, and change, Mike. That's really the key here, and that's the difference that I want to highlight. People need to understand. So when you support groups like us, meaning me and Mike and many others, raindroptext.com, hey, there's cheaper services out there. There's not better services out there, but there's less expensive options. But do you want to double down and back Liberty? Double down, and if we build it, you will come? Do you want to support these efforts to say, hey, we're building an apparatus that they can't stop unless they just go to crazy tyrannical levels? And that's really the key here, Mike. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I appreciate that, Sam. Yeah. And that's like I said, that's why I helped start the company is to give give the people a voice. And, and especially the last couple of years with all the censoring and the deplatforming. I mean, we've helped a lot of clients who have been, you know, deplatformed, um, give a direct line of communication to their supporters via texting. So that's the that's the great advantage, especially in these crazy times of uh, free speech being squashed and right right now what have i left out that we got to cover in this thing i've done my best to ask questions to kind of get the story 
uh, to kind of understand what, what they did to you, to understand what's kind of happened since. You're still debating on exactly what you're going to do. The goal is to get the charges dropped first and then to kind of say, okay, what do I want to do? How do I want to carry this forward? Uh, what have I left out and what can we, the people, do to help most? Yeah, well, thanks, Sam. I appreciate you giving me the <clears throat> the platform to tell the story. And, and you know, it's been uh, an emotional roller coaster, to say the least, last couple weeks. And the main thing, you know, this this is really a pivotal moment where, you know, new leaders could emerge, where people in the, the legislature could stand up and say, well, we support we the people, you know, because that's what my shirt said, you know, but we just haven't seen that real leadership come about of anybody really standing with the people. And so we need, especially now with um, conventions here in Utah and then the primaries, you know, people need to find candidates that really support we the people and, you know, can walk the walk, not just talk the talk. So, but definitely just reaching out and asking, you know, Senator McKay, Senator Adams, you know, when are these charges going to be dropped? You know, what are you going to do about this? You know, just reaching out and also the UHP, you know, they haven't said anything. So I, I would really appreciate just the support reaching out and, and helping them understand that the people are upset about how we're being treated. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is critical. This is serious because really, Mike, if this is allowed to stand, what do you think it'll look like? I mean, I don't, I don't even know that I'd want to go to my uh, Capitol building and, and uh, be um, for or against or, uh, you know, ask for the opportunity to testify for or against a bill. Or uh, What I mean is this is going to have a serious, serious cooling effect on uh, people and their willingness to even uh, show up, much less speak out or do anything. This is serious chilling going on if we let this stand. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's totally what will happen because, you know, who's going to want to go up there and, and face a possible beat down by the UHP? You know, nobody wants that. <clears throat> so unless people rise up and say, this is ridiculous, this should not be happening here. You know, we need <laughs> we need them to understand hey, this is our country, this is our government, we have a right to voice our opinion, and this is one of the few places we can do it, is at the Capitol during these hearing meetings. And they need to know that this cannot stand, because, yeah, down the road, it does not look good if this just, you know, gets flushed under the rug and just people just forget about it, then it will happen again. All right, ladies and gentlemen, text the keyword Mike. To 53445, would you please, ladies and gentlemen? And that way you can keep up on what's going on. Uh, we want to stay up on this case. We want to have you back and talk about it. Uh, we want to do all that we can to advocate. There needs to be accountability here, folks. There needs to be, number one, transparency. Transparency about what laws were broken, if any or not, by whom. Uh, that's the transparency part. The accountability is, hey, if there was no law but they arrested Mike over it and beat him up and everything else, they need to be accountable for violating the law. If there's no law but they take this kind of action against a citizen, then they're personally liable. Uh, they're not protected by government for literally breaking the law. Who broke the law, Mike or these guys? What laws were broken and what accountability needs to be brought to bear after that transparency? Ladies and gentlemen, we need transparency here and accountability. We need to let them know you cannot just act like thugs like that. You cannot and will not do that in the great state of Utah or anywhere else in the country. 
Okay, this is the nationally syndicated show with global reach via the Internet and more. We will not allow this to happen. And, folks, look, this transparency and accountability has got to happen here. Okay? Um, I don't know where they got this notion that they could just do this. I don't know if it, what happened is they just kind of thought, hey, get this guy out of here, and they thought that you'd be peacefully hauled off. But it just went from bad to worse, as Mike started out saying. And it's gone from bad to worse to worse to worse to now they're just literally paralyzed. They're not apologizing, but yet they're not dismissing the charges. You wonder what's on their mind or who's giving them guidance and counsel. Also, are these lawmakers, do they have high-bidden counsel to guide them on what to do? What's going to happen here? I don't know, but their silence at this point almost scares me worse than the initial act. Because you would think if it was a mistake, they'd be like, oh, my gosh, let's, let's appease Mike and solve this. But they're not, right, Mike? Nope, they're not. Nope, not at all. So what do you think we should do um, to make this go away, right? Do we just call these people and batter on them? Uh, do we uh, create a rally? Maybe we need a rally in downtown Salt Lake City somewhere to advocate for this. What do you think, Mike? That would probably, you know, get more attention, definitely, if there's a, a rally that, that just shows that, hey, people haven't forgotten this, even though you know, they're acting like it's it's a done deal. Do you think yeah, they're just hoping that, that it'll go away beneficial. and that's why they're doing nothing? Uh, probably, yeah. They're just letting the, the clock run out. You know, the session's over. Hey, we're moving on. I mean, that's just how it looks to me, so, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, maybe the meeting's still in session, sir. Yeah. <laughs> The, the committee meeting. Maybe we just <laughs> yeah, say the right. meeting's still in session until we deal with this because they disrupted yeah. the whole deal. <laughs> if we're going to exactly, talk about who disrupted exactly. something, they've disrupted the peaceful relationship that we once had with them. They violated the First Amendment on every count, and now they've disrupted the peaceful relationship we've had. I submit the meeting's in session until it's resolved. Amen. Mike, thanks so much, sir. Yep, thank you, Sam. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen, doing a phenomenal job. Mike Brown, we will have him back. We will keep an update on this story just for you. Mike Brown is his name. He owns a texting company, raindroptext.com, brilliant marketing for conservatives and more. Please text the keyword Mike to 53445 if you want to keep up. God save the republic.